as I'm recording this podcast, it is January 21st. It's exactly one year since launching this podcast. It's been fantastic, the things that I've learned and the ideas that I've been able to refine through sharing them with you in this medium, in this way, the connections that I've been able to make, the conversations that I've been able to have. I really appreciate the fact that you have chosen to come along on this journey with me. Over the last year, we've spent a lot of time talking about different mindsets, tips, tricks, things like that, of how you can grow and improve your productivity systems. But one thing, as I've been reflecting on the last year, that I realized was missing was more conversation, more personal conversation about productivity. And in particular, how it's affecting me and how it's changing my life and how my system is changing. And so going forward, we're changing the format of this show up a little bit. Instead of just doing these episodes where we're talking about tips and tricks and mindsets, I'm going to do more exploration about my workflow, my goal tracking, and my pursuit of bigger aims in life, and how I'm doing that, and what I'm changing as a result of that. I have a thread. There's that word again. I have a topic over on the community where I've periodically dumped in thoughts about my productivity system and basically using it as a productivity journal. And I want to take that concept and translate it into this podcast. If you've enjoyed the episodes where we've talked about tips and tricks and things like that, don't worry, we're still going to do a few of those. They're going to be interspersed in probably every few weeks. But I wanted to spend more time this year focusing on the personal aspect of productivity. Because the vision I had when I first started this podcast was to create a place where you and I can have a conversation about making productivity more personal. There's a lot of ideas out there that are getting sold as one-size-fits-all methodologies and thoughts toward productivity that also gain you 10 times the amount of results in half the time. And, and frankly, that's just not true for most of us. It might work for some people, but I don't know what you need directly, but I do know what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. And so I want to take a time to dive back into that. What's working for me, what's not working for me, so that hopefully you can glean something from what's going on in my life and it can be a benefit to you. Speaking of being at this for almost a year, Episode 50 is coming up, and we're going to do something special for that. There's two things we're going to do. First, Francesco D'Alessio of Keep Productive is going to come on as a guest to our episode and talk through 10 rapid-fire productivity tips. We're going to keep the episode short, under 30 minutes, but we're going to talk through some of the top tips that have impacted us. So you definitely don't want to miss that one. And additionally, Francesco's also offered graciously to give away three copies of his new course, How to Find Your Perfect To-Do List app. I'll put a link to the show notes and how you can sign up for it, but basically, you head on over to the community at community.effectiveremotework.com, sign up for an account, pin to the top of the topic list on the front page there. There is a topic that says Process Episode 50 Giveaway. Inside of there, you just click in the poll to say, sign me up for the giveaway and I'll make sure that you get on the list. So if you followed along for the last year or so, you may have realized that my productivity system has gone through a number of different iterations <laughs> over the last 12 months. I started off with OmniFocus and was pretty heavily using Bear as well. 
And then when some things changed where my wife and I found out we were having a baby and a lot of other stuff had to change with it, I just needed to get away from digital stuff for a while to get my head around stuff. So I was primarily using MindNode to map out ideas and thoughts and plans, but then I was using the bullet journal as a primary way of handling my day-to-day task management. Well, as time went on and I moved into my new job, I realized that the bullet journal alone was going to be a little bit challenging to handle that. So I went back into OmniFocus and started doing that. But then I was just running into so much friction with it. I had learned some things from the bullet journal and tried to apply them to my work inside of OmniFocus, but something wasn't jiving quite right. I kept It kept ballooning and getting more complex. And so as life got more complex, my system definitely didn't need to be more complex. And so I went back to the bullet journal and tried to supplement that with building a kind of a planner inside of Notion. And I've been using that for the last, well, probably six months now or so. And it's worked pretty well up to a point. But recently, I had been pondering on it and realized that there were some shortcomings and holes in my system. The bullet journal is really, really good for tracking what you're doing today and what you've done. But it's not very good, I don't think, at managing what you're going to do tomorrow. It's good for handling potential tasks that you're going to do in the future. It's good for handling tasks that you might do this month. But if you need to just move something from today to tomorrow and denote that as something that you want to get done specifically tomorrow, it can be really difficult to do that and manage it. And so for the particular way that I work, I was finding a little bit of a hole with that. I was also using Notion to handle a bit of project management, and there were some things that were working well with that, but I was just running into some friction there because it was all in one place and in a digital system, and I didn't have a good way to manage and tie all of it together. And so that's where I realized that I needed a task manager again. What a great realization, right? That's what productivity is based on basically these days is task management at the center of it. And so I went through a little bit of a soul search because I've primarily used OmniFocus in the past. I really like that software. I've also used Todoist and I enjoy that. And everybody talks about how amazing Things 3 is. And so I, I went through this little bit of a journey to try to figure out where should I land if I incorporate a type of task manager back into my system. Todoist, I immediately threw out the window just because of how it handles dates. I love the fact that you can schedule stuff in Todoist and it's really flexible and fast and there's lots of integrations with it. But the fact that it doesn't have a way to hide tasks until you want to see them is really a deal breaker for me. You can use filters like that, but I feel like it's more of a hack in the system to get it to work versus an actual feature to do that. So then I began looking at Things 3. It's very well designed. It works very well on both Mac and on iOS, but I don't own it. (laughs) That's the kicker here. I think Things could do everything that I want it to do in a task manager. I especially love the fact that you can put at the top of a project notes up there, because that's one of the things I enjoyed about using Notion for some project management is I could put project notes right at the top. And in things, you can do that. But like I said, I don't own things. And so I said, okay, I'm going to give OmniFocus a try, even though I've kind of shied away from it, 
even though I kind of walked away from it for a while and was like, I don't know if I want to go back into that because I keep overcomplicating things inside of OmniFocus. Well, the truth is I'm going to overcomplicate things in any task manager that I use unless I am judicious about how I use it. So that's why I went back to OmniFocus. I have a good solid workflow that I have established and I'll explain a little bit of it. I'm going to write up an article on the community um, sharing a little bit more in depth about it. But basically what I'm doing is I just have a folder full of projects and I have some single action lists that handle recurring tasks. That's really about it that I have inside of there. I will have some different stuff linked into it. Like I still use Notion for some of my project notes and I use Notion as a sort of project incubator. And we can talk about that another time. But inside of OmniFocus, I'm being really intentional to only include things that I am dedicated and actively committed to working on now. Now, let me define what that is for me. I am actively working on something when I'm doing it today. I'm not actively working on something when I am just exploring what the idea is. So say I am looking at potentially creating a new podcast or trying to launch a new venture in some way. That isn't necessarily going to go inside of OmniFocus right now. That's because I don't have any committed actions with it. Instead, it's going to go into my project incubator where I'll develop the idea. Then when I've gotten to the point where I'm committing to that idea, or if I have a task that's delegated to me at work that I need to take care of and manage over a period of time, then I'll create a project inside of OmniFocus and start working on it from there. The other unique thing about the way I'm using OmniFocus right now is the single level of projects. I'm not using subfolders to distinguish areas at this point. I may develop that at some point in time if it gets too unwieldy to handle, but basically it's all in one folder and anything that's available is what I'm working on. Now, what I'm doing too is I will defer projects to either the next week or the next month. And it gives me an opportunity to segment and restrict the amount of work that I'm taking on right now. The kicker here is that I am basically forcing myself to look at all of these projects and say, if I'm not actively going to work on this in the next three to six months, it's going back into my incubation list. If I'm not actually going to do something, it doesn't need to be in my task manager. That's where the tasks that I'm committed to doing now live. And so that's kind of the hole that I was finding difficult. I'm still using the bullet journal to map out my day-to-day tasks. I'm still using it to manage a lot of my household tasks. I'm not putting vacuum the floors inside of OmniFocus. I'm not putting cleaning the toilets inside of OmniFocus. I'm not putting that I need to remember to feed my sourdough starter or anything like that in there. I'm managing that inside of my bullet journal because it's much better for me when I'm with my family in the evenings to work off of paper because it's a lot less distracting than OmniFocus. Sometimes I'll pull my phone out and see if there's anything home-related that I need to do project-wise inside of OmniFocus. But ultimately, I'm focusing on using paper as my workspace throughout the day and especially throughout the evening. One thing that I specifically noted about coming back to OmniFocus is that it felt like returning home. It was really an odd feeling when I started loading everything up inside of OmniFocus and and realize that like, oh, this feels so familiar to me. This feels good to be in here and using this. And it's because I've been using OmniFocus for a number of years as my primary task management software. So if there's one thing I could distill down to you in this conversation this week, 
is use tools you're familiar with. That's been something that's been really beneficial to me over the course of time is that if I find a tool that's been useful to me, that jives with the way I work, or it's even one that I've simply just gotten so used to that I can work really well inside of it, I need to remember to stick with that. Hopefully it'll work out a little bit better in the long run.